the man that says what the people need to hear. Somebody need to hear this. That's right. He's going to be bringing you the word each and every week. You better not only be ready, but stay ready. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. The time is up. It's the moment you've been waiting for. He's here. It's the Raw and Uncut Podcast with Pastor Radden. Service starts now. Man, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, saints of God, getting ready to start another Bible study in a couple of minutes. Just giving everybody some time to get on. Man, praise the Lord, how's everybody doing? Amen. My picture looking a little cloudy. Amen. Amen, amen. I pray that everybody had a blessed day. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Have a real good Bible study planned for tonight, this evening. Praying that you all would tune in. <clears throat> I pray that you get something out of it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God is great and greatly to be praised. Amen. Hallelujah. I was just saying I'll be looking at some things on TikTok. <clears throat> There's some wild stuff on there. But at the same time, it's a lot of positive on there as well. I know a man of God I used to work with. <clears throat> Uh, he's on there giving scriptures and doing things. There's people on there giving financial advice about how to invest your money, different things. So it's not all bad and some things are funny and whatnot. And, and just some things are just I can't even watch. But praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Amen. And welcome to Restoration Community Outreach Ministries Bible Study. I am Elder Radden. Amen. I am the assistant pastor at Restoration Community Outreach Ministries under the leadership of the mighty woman of God, Pastor Tonetta Robinson. Amen. And I oversee the big bad bishop, Bishop John Willie Robinson Jr. Amen. I thank God for another opportunity to be before you. Amen. I give God the praise and give God the glory and give God the honor because he's worthy to be praised in Jesus' holy name, God. Amen. It is <clears throat> it's now time for Bible study to start. So I will go ahead and go into a word of prayer. And after that, we'll go ahead and get into our Bible study. Let us pray. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for another opportunity to stand before you, to be before you, to be before your people. In Jesus' holy name, God, use me, anoint me in a mighty way. In Jesus' holy name, God, Father God, I pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, that I give you glory. Heavenly Father, you shall get the glory out of this. In Jesus' holy name, because it's all about you and it's not about me and nobody else, Lord. I pray, Father God, that I will decrease, that you will increase in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. I pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, that everyone that's tuning in on this social media site, Heavenly Father, will just not see me, God, but they will see you in me, in the mighty name of Jesus, God. Use me for your glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah, God. I pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, that I can enhance, encourage, <clears throat> hallelujah, God, inspire people to do better in the mighty name of Jesus. Bless your holy name. We love you. We praise you. We give you honor and glory in Jesus' holy name. Amen. 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 Thank God for all those that are tuning in. Amen. We're, I want to talk about on this evening about are we giving God our best? Amen. Are we giving God our best? And that's coming. I'll be coming out of the Old Testament, the last book 
of the Old Testament. Amen. Anybody know what that is right offhand? Anybody type that in real fast? Coming out the last book of the Old Testament. Amen. And we'll be coming out of that in the first chapter, <clears throat> starting at verse six through eight. Amen. Hallelujah, God. Well, y'all ain't typing fast enough. Ain't nobody saying nothing. <laughs> We're coming out of Malachi. Malachi, the last book of the Old Testament. And Malachi, God is using him to talk about the priest and they're not offering sacrifices. No, no, not, not that, Sister Fuller. Revelations is the last book in New Testament. I was saying the last book in the Old Testament. The last book in the Old Testament before we get ready to go into the book of Matthew. Amen. God bless you, though. Amen. Thank you for tuning in, Sister Fuller. Amen. <clears throat> we will be, yes, the Old Testament. Amen. We will be coming out of the book of Malachi, the first chapter, starting at verse 6 through 8. 6 through 8. The priest in here is offering God bad sacrifices here. I mean, if you know the animals that you uh, present to God are not supposed to have any blemishes, none whatsoever. The priests were offering blind, maimed uh, animals that couldn't walk, sick animals and things of that nature to God. And God was not pleased because during that day, that's how you offered sacrifice. Now we give a sacrifice of praise. We do it out of our mouth. We bless God with the fruit of our lips. And if anything, God knows our heart. Amen. <clears throat> Um, I was this the same lesson. I was on my Zoom meeting with some mighty men of God that we be on every Tuesday at eight o'clock. Some mighty men, some powerful brothers of God. And I did my first Bible discussion and I came out of there. So I'm piggybacking off of that. This is what we discussed on last night. And one of the brothers, he brought up a good point about Cain and Abel, how Cain and Abel offered sacrifices to God and how God rejected Cain's sacrifice. Because it wasn't right. He gave it half-hearted and he accepted Abel's sacrifice. Amen. But so when we give a sacrifice of praise, God knows your heart. He knows whether you're sincere or not. But let us go into this thing. In Malachi, because I got a couple of examples that I want to talk about. But are we giving our best to God? Or is it just a check in the box? Is it just a fill in the blank? When you go to church, what are you getting out of church? Are you really tuning in? Are you really focused? Are you really engaged? How engaged and how much are you into the service? Are you giving your all when you sing, when you praise, when you worship? Are you giving God your best? Because see, God gave us his best. Jesus, nobody else could die for the world. Nobody else could shed their blood, but Jesus did. He gave us his best, one that was without sin, a pure, uh, blameless, blemish-free sacrifice because there was no sin in him. That was the perfect sacrifice. And in the book of Leviticus, it tells you, it gives, I'll get in that just in a minute about the sacrifices, how they were supposed to give. In Malachi, starting at the sixth verse in the first chapter, it says that a son honors his father and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is my honor? God is saying, where's his honor if I'm a father to you? And he says that, O priests that despise my name. And the priests say, where have we despised your name? And in verse seven, he says, you polluted, you offered polluted bread upon mine altar. And you say, where have we polluted you? And that you say, the Lord's table is contemptible. 
It says that in verse eight that you offer blind sacrifice. Is that not evil? Now, this is God talking uh, through Malachi because he was the prophet and he had to get on the priest about that. He said, that's evil to offer bad sacrifices like that. Hallelujah, God. And there's my baby tuning in. Hey, baby, how you doing? Drive safe and be blessed tonight. <clears throat> that's my beautiful wife that going driving to Newberry to work tonight, seven to seven. Amen. We have to give God our best, saints. We have to. And what you can't give, as I was saying last night, you can't give a lazy praise, a lazy worship, lazy prayers. And sometimes, you know, and we've all been guilty of it. How many of you have been reading your word and all of a sudden going to sleep on the word? How many of you been on your knees in prayer and then put your head on the chair or the bed or whatever it is? God don't do that to us. God didn't fall asleep on you. He didn't. God didn't fall asleep on you. Why are we falling asleep on God? That is not right. That is not right. He deserves better. God deserves better. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, uh, uh, Miss Martin, for tuning in. God deserves better. He deserves our best. The priest knew better because in the Old Testament, in, in Leviticus, in chapter 22, verses 17 through 25, there you go, pastor. That's right. In Leviticus verses 22 and 17 through 25, it tells you how you're supposed to get the best blemish free. You're not supposed to be offering blind sacrifices because, you know, animals come with defects, too, just like humans. Humans are born deaf and, and blind and things of that nature or, or, uh, <clears throat> or whatever, uh, disabilities and different things of that nature. Well, animals come out like that, too, sometime and whatnot. And the priests knew better. This was written years ahead of that. They knew better. You were a priest. You'd have made sacrifices before. And you go offer this to God. You're supposed to give God your best. Even in 2022, thousands of years later, we're supposed to give God our best praise. This Bible study that I'm doing right now, I can't be on here half-hearted, like I'm unprepared, don't know what I'm talking about. Flipping, uh, let's see, I had it here somewhere. We're supposed to be talking about, you know, you know, this thing here and whatnot, but I mean, <laughs> it is what it is, you know. Um, just go ahead and bear with me and follow along. No, 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 wrong answer. I done had over two weeks to prepare for this or whatever the case may be. Hallelujah, God. I got to bring it. That's all it is to it. And I got to give my best when I'm doing it. I got to know what I'm talking about. And I got to back it up with scripture, especially leaders. Leaders, you know, you're supposed to be giving your best to God. That's why you're in a leadership position. Sadly, we have leaders that don't give God their best. And sometimes, and yes, sometimes you got to blame pastors sometimes for putting certain men and women in position that have no business being in position. None. Because they're not sold out to Christ. They're not fully dedicated. They never read it. Maybe because they give big money or whatever the case may be. Maybe because they're related to the pastor, whatever the case may be. So you give them a title of deacon or you give them a title of trustee. It's just like a mighty man of God told me last week when we was talking and he's a pastor. He said, first of all, you got to be trustworthy to be a trustee. Amen. So even the title trustee means you have to be worthy to have that title. 
Hallelujah, God. You just don't put anybody in position because leaders, pastors, putting sorry men and sorry women in position, you be held accountable. Now they're going out there, uh, giving a blackout to the body of Christ, having extramarital affairs, stealing, doing all kinds of stuff, drinking, smoking, whatever it is, is doing ungodly things because they had no business being a leader. And if you're not a leader, if you have no title whatsoever, you still supposed to give God your best. You don't stay up late. You don't stay up late on Saturday night and come to church on Sunday morning while the preacher's up there preaching and you just, come on now. How you expect to be or to move up in Christ? God didn't fall asleep on you. He didn't fall asleep when you was uh, sleeping all in the middle of the night. He just didn't let nobody walk all up in your house and kill the whole family. He didn't let your house catch on fire and all of that type of stuff. Now, sometimes those things happen. Those things happen sometimes. I'm not trying to trigger no bad memories with anybody or anything. But for the most part, I'm just saying, you still here. You still alive. Somebody was watching over you. Jesus didn't fall asleep. Jesus never falls asleep on duty. Never. Why do we give God lazy praise? Why does pastors all over the nation got to yell and pump and prime to get people? Come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's go. Come on. Clap your hands. Saints. Come on. Why got to be like that? Why can't we come into church on fire, ready to praise God already? You should come in ready to praise God. Ready to praise God. You should be, man, you should be primed up when you walk out the house. After you wake up and get yourself together, take your shower, your bath, or whatever it is you're doing, you woke up now, you just splash some water on your face, you possibly ate breakfast or whatever the case may be, it's no excuse to come into church a dud. How many times we done ever lit a firecracker and it didn't pop? It just said, and didn't do nothing at all. Sometimes it's too much of that. You got to be alive while you got to be ready to come in. I remember what pastor say, because see, pastor, we be listening to you. We listen to you, pastor. I remember when you said when you was in Germany and you were in Bishop, but sometimes, you remember, because everybody was using that one church and, and it was only a certain time for y'all to, uh, to praise, uh, you only had an hour to praise God in there to do everything and whatnot. And how you said sometime y'all be running late. And pastor say, she come in with her hands up. She come in with her hands up, ready to praise. Hallelujah, God, when they was over there in Germany. She was ready. To praise, to give God praise. Hallelujah, God. Already missed a few minutes. At least you come and she came in, fired up, ready to roll. Because you only had 60 minutes. Now you only got 45 minutes, however late they were. <laughs> Back in the day, they ain't late now, though. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I thank God. Because our pastor sets a good example by being at church early before pretty much almost anybody get there. Amen. And that's how leaders, leaders set the example. They set the tone. You give God your best. You should come to church ready to praise God. When you're worshiping and praising that everybody praises differently. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to run around the church. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to break out in a dance because God knows your heart. Some people might do that for sure. But then again, we can't be judgmental because some people running around the church and falling out and whatnot. You don't know what they went through. You don't know what kind of week they done had. You don't know what kind of morning they had. And something about that word, something about that song that struck a chord in them where they can't help themselves. They can't do nothing but take off in a run. Run all through the church. Run out the building. Start dancing right there in place. Jumping up and down and hollering. Sadly, too many people look at that and think somebody just showing out just to be seen. You don't know what kind of breakthrough that person done got. A praising God for a breakthrough.
that's giving God your best. Hallelujah, God. If you can honestly raise your hand like Pastor say, raise your hand, that means you surrender all. I surrender to you, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Don't sit up here and just give a whole half-hearted uh, raise your hand. Raise your hand, especially if you don't have nothing wrong with you. If you're in good health and healthy, I understand if you have some shoulder, elbows, or arm issues or whatnot, that's understandable. What I'm talking about, if you're healthy and strong, throw your hands up. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I surrender all to thee. We're supposed to give our best to God. God said, if I'm your father, where's my honor? He said, even in the next verse, he says, go now and offer it to your governor. Will he be pleased with this? What he's saying is, if your governor won't accept it, what in the world makes you think I would accept it? And I'm God above everything. If your governor won't accept this lazy sacrifice, what in the world makes you think I'll accept it? And if you keep reading, you see how God, the boy God will drop the hammer on them because they are priests and they know better especially seasoned Christians. Now, newcomers, babe in Christ, that's why it's so important to worship and to worship the right way so newcomers can see how you worship, how you praise, so they'll know. When you get out of service on Sunday, is that it for you? Until next Sunday, do you crack your Bible open any the next day on Monday, Tuesday, or do we wait till Wednesday before Bible study or whatever the case may be? Before you crack your Bible open, our Thursday. So you just had Sunday service and nobody go read their Bible through the week. Is that giving God your best? You can't even read and pick up something. That's why every Sunday you should be coming in there, pad and pencil with notes, writing stuff down, scriptures, writing something down that, that strikes a chord with you, something that you can remember and write it down. Hey, Lucretia, God bless your classmate. Thank you for tuning in. When you go to church, you should always bring something to write down. That way you can go back and look at it, study. It might be something you don't quite understand. When you can at least go back and look at it and reread it or know somebody who knows that word and said, pastor was talking about this in, in this book. Can you quite explain that? Because I didn't quite understand whatever the case may be. Because if you don't write it down, you ain't going to remember. But like I said, we, we were supposed to give God our best. So when you leave church on Sundays and the next day, that word, the word itself should carry you over. Read your Bible. That's why we said we said it once. We just said it thousands of times. Continue to read your word. How you going to know what God says? How you going to know what God expects of you? How do you know what God is going to want from you if you just have your Bible closed every day? You know, God gives us his best. What does it say in, in, in the book of uh, Lamentations? In the book of Lamentations, in, in the third chapter, in verse 22 and 23, it says, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. It's the Lord's mercy, his grace, that we're not consumed, that we're not, that we're not consumed. And it says that because of his compassions fail not. God's compassions, his love for you, it doesn't fail. It says his mercies, it says they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. We get great new mercies every morning. We don't get old mercies. We don't get some half-used mercies. We get brand new mercies every morning from God. Every morning it says his mercies are new. It's not nothing left over. God gives you his best every day. Every day when you wake up, you got brand new mercies. Not mercies left over from 24 hours ago. Once this hand strikes midnight, you got new mercies. That's a brand new day. 
God gives us his best every single day. What are you giving to God? What to do, PT? Praying, praying that that leg, that ankle get better, boy. Praying that that ankle get better. What are we giving God? Are you giving God your best? The priests were not giving God their best, offering lame sacrifices. What about the sacrifice of praise? Are you blessing God with the fruit of your lips every day? It starts when you wake up in the morning. Thank you, God, for another day. And don't you dare take that for granted. How many people didn't wake up today? People made plans for Tuesday. People got plans for tomorrow and might not be here. So you thank God when you wake up in the morning. Thank God for another day. And don't take that for granted. Thank God that you're healthy. Thank God for that. There's many people that would love to be in your shoes right now. Those of you that are tuning in right now, there's somebody out there that's alive and well, but they can't even hold a phone because something's wrong with their hands or their fingers. You can hold a phone, you can tune in or a laptop or whatever the case, whatever device you may be watching from. Never take nothing for granted. And you tell God, thank you all throughout the day. You continue to give praise. I know sometimes it's cold outside. Thank God that you're able to go outside and feel the cold air on your skin. Do you know how many people are shut up in a bed that can't go outside? They're in a room all day long. They might can get a glimpse if they, if they have a window with some shades or something like that. But you get a chance to go outside and, and experience God's beauty. You get a chance to look up and see the sky, the sun, the trees, other people. What about the people that can't move? Never take your lifestyle for granted. Hallelujah, God. Always praise God. Give God your best. Don't be giving no lazy praise. When we pray, don't just do the Lord's Prayer and call it the night. Don't just get down and pray for a couple of minutes. And it's always something to pray for. Do you know how many people are fighting for their life on a ventilator right now with COVID-19 to have a virus? Do you know how many people right now that are in a hospital room Double pneumonia, can't hardly breathe, all of that type of stuff. It's always something to pray for. People who you don't even know. Every day, and almost every day, I do. I try my best to pray for those, for other people, other than myself and my family. I add, you know, once I get off, I pray for my family. I pray for all kinds of stuff first. Last thing I pray for is my wife and I. Pastor and Bishop. The saints of God at restoration, the saints of God at faith deliverance, pastors all over the world with the title pastor because they go through so much. Christians, that Christians will live right and be holy and do what they're supposed to do. Set a good example. I pray that many people will give their life to Christ. I pray that back, backsliders will repent. Pray for my mother-in-law down in Georgia for God to be with her and to keep her and to cover her. Close friends, family members, co-workers, classmates. I pray for all of them to give their life to Christ if they haven't already. Bereavement. Somebody always lost a loved one. Praying for people in bereavement that God will give them peace. COVID-19. People that have contracted that. For God to heal them because he's a healer. Those that are just sick in their bodies. I pray for this nation, the president, the vice president. I pray for love, peace, and forgiveness to be spread throughout this entire land. Because that Lord knows we need that. We need more love. We need more peace. And Lord knows we need forgiveness. For people to forgive people. 
one or two other things, maybe for the healthcare workers, God bless them. We need them in these hospitals. We need the healthcare workers to take care of people. The essential personnel, truck drivers like Sister Patterson's son, those out there that are driving trucks, we need them truckers. That's who delivers our food. That's who delivers our clothes. That's who delivers furniture. They deliver everything run. Them truck drivers, they shut it down. It's over. You got to pray for them, the truck drivers out there, and for them to be safe and things of that nature. I pray for all of my children and restoration. have heard me say this several times before. I call all four of my children by name, first name, middle name, last name. All of my grandchildren, first name, middle name, last name. I call out all of my children and grandchildren for God to cover them and to keep them and to be with them. Be, be in good health and in their right mind. Wisdom and knowledge, favor, protect them, put a wall of fire around them that no hurt, harm, or danger come to them. May they be in good health and in their right mind. May they all accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. May they all preach and teach the gospel of Jesus Christ. All four of my children, all three of my grandchildren at this point will preach and teach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I pray for that. I pray that God's will be done in that. Now that's God's will. I pray that that's God's will. I'm praying for that, but God might have other plans. But I hope that my God, that all of them will preach and teach the gospel, following their father's footsteps, following their grandmother's footsteps, following their uncle and auntie's footsteps that used to preach. And last but not least, then I pray, I even call out my full name, Dakota Dewan Radden Sr. and my wife, Pamela Sharon Radden. And that's how I do. I give God my best. I do try. But I fall short just like everybody else. Because the Bible says we all have fallen short and come short of the glory. We all have fallen and come short of the glory. We all have. This is just a reminder if you have been getting half-hearted, lazy praise, lazy worship, to stop that and give God your best. Give God your best. He deserves it. He gave you his best when his son died, when his son shed blood. Hallelujah, God, for the remission of your sins. We don't have to sacrifice animals no more because God gave us the perfect sacrifice, Jesus. When he hung him on a cross, the nasty soldier, and they drove the nails in his hands and in his feet. Put a crown of thorns on his head, shedding all kind of blood, beat him half the night before he even hung him on a cross. He couldn't even carry his cross because he was so weak. Had to call a man out of the crowd, Simeon, to come carry his cross. A black man, mind you, because they say he was from Niger and that's a whole different lesson there. You got to study that. Simeon from Niger came and helped Jesus carry the cross because he couldn't carry it. You wouldn't be able to carry nothing. They beat you half the night. And I already told y'all before, I'm plucking the beard out of his face. The book of Isaiah tells you that. He said to pluck the hair from his cheeks. I've said it before and I've said it again. Any of you men that got a beard, mustache, anything, go ahead and pull it out your face. Go ahead and pull hard on it. See how that feels. Imagine Jesus standing there and people are pulling his beard and pulling it out of his face. So you can imagine blood was all over his face. It had to be. You know how painful that is? You can pull it, but so hard, then you'll stop because it's too painful. Imagine somebody just snatch it out by the roots. That's what our Savior went through. That's what Jesus went through. And you can't give God a good praise, and you can't give God your best. Shame on you if you don't give God your best. Shame on you if you're not giving God your all in all. He's worthy to be praised. Worthy. And when next time you even you don't have to be in church, you can praise him right in your living room, in your kitchen, in your bedroom. You can praise God anywhere and give God a crazy praise. 
But if you happen to make it in the house of the Lord, inside them four walls, you give them your best. You give them your best everywhere you go. Don't give God no lazy praise. He's not worthy. He don't deserve that. Don't try and praise God sleepy. Don't try and read, or read the word sleepy. Let me stand up all night. You done had a full day to give God praise and glory and you ain't. Now you go wait to 10, 30, 11 o'clock to crack open your Bible. Yeah, you will fall asleep. And then have nerve to go to church and, and sit behind somebody and go fall asleep while the preacher's preaching. They even fall asleep doing praise and worship with the music. You might as well stay home. You could have stayed home to do that. Give God your best praise. He's worthy to be praised, saints. Everybody always tell me they want to make it heaven. So you just want to make it into heaven by half doing things. Hmm? Just came out of church service, had a good service. As soon as somebody cuts you off in traffic, then you go flip up your middle finger. Because they cut you off. My goodness. Go to the restaurant getting mad because they done messed up your order. Your steak wasn't cooked the way you wanted it to. Or whatever, your chicken was undercooked. And now you're mad. Just came out of the house of the Lord. My God. And I guess now, since they ain't bringing you your tea, or giving you your refill, now you say you ain't going to tip them because you're getting bad service. But Marcus D. Wallace said it best on Yolanda Adams Morning Show several years ago. And many of you probably heard me say this before about far as a tip. We'll go to a restaurant and get mad at a waitress because they didn't give good service. So you're like, you ain't going to give them a good tip, if not tip them at all. And Marcus says something so profound, I'll never forget. He said, what if God tipped us for our service? How much would you be getting in? Christians, Mr. Wake up in the morning and don't praise God. Don't say thank you. Get your food and just go ahead and dive into it without saying grace and thanking God for it. Christians, turning your nose up at other people, flipping people off with your middle finger, getting mad, letting four letter words come out. But yet you're supposed to be the matter of mighty, holy man or woman of God. What if God tipped us for our service? You gonna sit here and tell me that you deserve to be tipped for your service? You don't give God your best every day. I know you don't. We all don't because we all fall short. But just don't stay there. Have enough sense enough to, re to repent and ask for forgiveness when you know you're not giving God your best. Father God, forgive me for that lazy prayer, that lazy worship. Hallelujah, God. Talking about people, gossiping, busybodies, backbiters, all of that type of stuff. Come on now. We got to give God our best. What if you was to get tipped for your service? How much money would you get then? You better be careful about bragging on yourself because none of us deserve the things that we have. None of us do. God don't have to give you nothing because we, we don't worship and praise like we're supposed to. We don't worship and praise like we should. We let too many things go by. Some mighty man of God on here that just tuned in, Brother Glenn Bynum, my God. I love listening to this man teach on our Zoom meetings on Tuesdays. The way he breaks down things, the way how the, the Holy Spirit uses him. And yet he'll be the first one to tell you. He makes mistakes like everybody else. Very humble. I love listening to him when he teaches. A lot of times I'm quiet. I know my church always teased me and called me the scholar and, and all of that type of stuff. But I tell you, when I'm on that Zoom meeting with them bad brothers... Most of the time, or more than half the time, I'm kind of quiet because I'm tuning in and I'm listening. I'm trying to learn something. I don't just get on there, but see, Brother Clay and that brother, 
That's a bad man. <laughs> God bless you, brother Glenn. God bless you, man. Glenn Bynum. Byron, bad brother, as well as the rest of them. And I'm glad because they helped me out. They strengthened me. I pray for them brothers every day. That's part of my prayers too when I say I, I pray for them brothers on my Zoom meeting. As I was telling you a little while ago about my prayers. Give God your best, saints of God, what we talked about on last night. In marriage, give, give your spouse your best. Do your best for your spouse. Take care of your spouse. Take care of those husbands. Husbands, take care of those wives. We have our command. Husbands, love your wives like Christ loved the church. Be not bitter towards your wives. And God got in there with talking about our prayers be hindered if we mistreat our wives. I'm not trying to have my prayers hindered from mistreating my wife. Now, all he's asking ladies to do is just to be subject, just to honor your husband, to give him the authority, respect him as the man of the house. Submit. That's not being uh, weak. That's not being shameful. That's not holding your head down. Because believe me, the brothers, we got our marching orders. We got our orders. Can't take advantage of you. God sees that. He tells us how we're supposed to treat our wives. And we got to give God our best. How can I treat my wife terrible and treat the secretary at work a lot better than I treat my wife? Is that right? Why would my wife treat her co-workers as we call them <laughs> the social media, something else, work husbands, work wives, and all that type of foolishness. Treat the man at your job way better than she treat her own husband? No, that ain't supposed to be. You got to shut some things down if stuff start to get out of hand. But see, I pray to God that I never be put in that position because even while I'm at work with the help of the Holy Ghost, I'm giving God my best. I got to set that example for others to follow. Now, how can I set an example if I'm always up in the secretary's office? Spending time with her and going to lunch with her. Oh, it's just a friendly little lunch. Yeah. Well, lunch leads to things. If you ain't careful, you better be careful. Giving God your best is not just about in the four walls of the church. It's the outside the church, too. In your home, in your community, at your job, at the gas station, at Walmart, the grocery store, wherever you may be. We're supposed to be representing God at all times. We are his ambassadors. We are his representatives. And we must represent God to the fullest and to the highest. We must. We have to. Hallelujah, God. We're supposed to do good. That's why he chose you. He chose you for a reason because everybody can't follow the outline of what's in this word. Everybody don't forgive. People hold grudges. People can't pray for their enemies. Some people say there's no way in the world I can pray for somebody that have done me wrong. And that's maybe one of the reasons why you're not chosen and you're on that wide road of destruction and don't know it. A highway straight to hell. That's why the word says it'll be stay on the straight gate. That straight and narrow road. Few people be on that road. Those are God's chosen. Because see, everybody can't do that. Too many people, you slap me, I slap you back. It's just, it's just too many people. Too many people on that wide road of destruction. That's why there's a lot of people on that road. Because everybody can't do this thing. People don't have a forgiving heart. Hallelujah, God. Yes, pastor, I'll be quiet. I'll see you on there. Of course, you know, I'm a, I put in my two cents, <laughs> but I listen to them some good brothers on there. I like to listen to them so I can learn. <laughs> Pat, I'm like, you quiet. I'm getting ready to sign off, but before I go, once again, whatever you do in the church, in your home, at your job, in your community, please give God your very best.
as a Christian. B, offer good, sound, solid advice. Don't always follow the crowd. Don't let nobody push you out of character. Don't let them four-letter words come out your mouth. Ask God to clean your mouth up. Ask God, ask God to anoint your tongue so you won't cuss when you get mad. There's too many other words to use, guys. <laughs> too many other words to use. You ain't, you ain't got to go through that. God done called you. He done delivered you. <laughs> Make sure your tongue is delivered too. Don't take things that don't belong to you. Don't be sticky fingers. Give God your best. Yes, we go fall. But it says a righteous man falls seven times. But what? He gets back up also. He don't stay there and wallow in it. So let us give God our best. Amen. So make it your mission that when you go to church this Sunday, if you're going to church, and if you're not having church, give your best effort to tune in and follow it on live stream if your church is not open. Now, if you're not working or not sick or whatever the case may be, take your behind the church, please. Get into the house of the Lord and do that. Be with the other saints of God and worship. I mean, there's all kind of reasons why, but I'm saying there's no other reason why that you, I mean, just go to church, please, on Sunday. Tune in on your Bible study nights if you got to work. If you work seven or uh, 12 hours or whatever and you're tired or just had a long, tiresome day, well, tune in if y'all can live stream or something. Watch some gospel shows on TV. Watch some gospel movies from time to time. There's plenty of them out there. It doesn't have to be stuff with cussing and, and have negative people all the time. There's some wholesome shows that you can watch because your mind will mess around and get conditioned that you don't want to watch nothing wholesome. If they ain't cussing, you don't want to hear it. They got Christian comedians out there, all kinds of stuff. It's all kinds of stuff for, for, for you to be. God bless, God bless each and every last one of you. Thank you for tuning in. Let us pray before I get ready to sign off. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, Heavenly Father, for this lesson, Lord. I pray, Heavenly Father, that everyone online today, Heavenly Father, everyone that tune in and everyone that's going to tune in, even tomorrow or the next day, have gotten some out of this, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that we give God our best. Isn't this not made to step on toes and to make people feel bad, Lord? Father God, this word, Heavenly Father, was to make us just do better. We always say in this day and age, you know, we, we, if, we, we, if we know to do better, we got to do better. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, if we know to do better, we must do better. And I pray that we do better with our praise. We do better with our effort, that we give you our best effort, Father God. And we will praise you and we will magnify you and we will lift you up. We will bless your holy name in the mighty name of Jesus, God. Be it in church, be it in our home, be it at, out and about, be it on our jobs in Jesus' holy name, out in the community. Always representing you and not being ashamed in the mighty name of Jesus. We love you. We praise you. We give you honor. We give you glory because you're worthy to be praised. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. God bless each and every last one of you for tuning in on tonight. I pray that if you want to have something to give or to make a donation to our church, it's dollar sign, RCOM, R-C-O-M, that's Restoration Community Outreach Ministries, um, 1999. So that's dollar sign, RCOM, 1999, because 1999 was the year they got started in Jesus' holy name. God bless you, uh, Lucretia Wilder. Amen. Praying for you, sister. Thank you, and God bless you for tuning in. Amen. My classmate there, good lady there, very good lady. Been knowing her for a long, long time. Thank you, Miss uh, Sister Martin, for tuning in. God bless you. Amen. God bless each and every last one of you, Sister Fuller, all of you, Pastor Bishop that tuned in, my wife. Amen. I love you, and God loves you, too. And remember, hit me up on uh, 
I'm on Facebook. You can hit me up for a friend request or on Messenger. If you want to pray about something, we can discuss it. We can talk and we can give it to Jesus and let God fix it. God bless you. I love you. Take care.